0: Wow, praise God. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I haven't seen that before, so that's a bit of a moment, isn't it? Um, Welcome to Door of Hope today. For those online, hi, it's good to see you. Ben's already given you uh, his welcome, so I give you mine. And if you're in the room, what a pleasure um, to see you. I'm bringing the message today, but first, I thought I would welcome Danny on stage, just because I like him a lot. (laughs) This is my husband, Danny. And... um, We're starting our 40 days of prayer today. We've already had two prayer opportunities already, at 6 a.m. this morning and at 9 a.m. this morning. Can I just say, before Danny talks, um, Philippians, God is speaking through Philippians today to us. This morning, he gave us the verse, be anxious for nothing but in everything. By prayer and petition, bring your request to God And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then today, Ben shared the uh, word in communion from Philippians, which is the same verse that Sandy shared this morning in our prayer time. Read Philippians today. It's only four chapters. God is already speaking to our community in these 40 days of prayer. I'm gonna ask Danny to share about why we've chosen 40 days. You may have some clues, but, you have some experience in this, Danny. Uh,
1: yeah, that's right. And um, I think the 40 days uh, for us, um, we were, live in a residential uh, training college. And uh, last year, we practiced this activity of praying for 40 days. And we focused on some key areas and we saw tremendous fruit come from that. Yeah,
0: yep. Uh, so, why 40?
1: Yeah. So. I was thinking about this and and 40 really 40 days is a biblical number and if you're interested in maths uh going to the bible and uncovering some of the maths that uh i think god is a god of maths and um, 40 days comes up a lot of course the most famous uh parts of the bible like the flood it rained for 40 days moses when he uh, went up to the mountain to to spend time with god that was 40 days Uh, jonah uh, the prophet When he went to Nineveh, eventually, um, he was uh, warning them of 40 days. In 40 days, their destruction would come. Uh, Even some of the other prophets, like Elijah, uh, when he was fleeing from um, persecution, uh, he traveled for 40 days uh, and went to a mountain before he heard from God. And, of course, Jesus, I think, is is a great example. Jesus, uh, as soon as he was baptized, he was uh, compelled to go into the wilderness and that period of time was 40 days as well. So it's a biblical number. I think tradition also uh, fuels this. So church tradition um, has adopted these, this rhythm of 40 days, and particularly the most popular one in our Christian calendar is the 40 days leading up to Jesus' death and resurrection, that, that uh, anticipation of that story. And it continues today in lots of different church traditions, that 40 day. So it's biblical, it's traditional, but also I would say there's a spiritual element here, and for me it's the Psalms that compel us to really stick it out. Um, so it's okay to pray once, but what if we tell God that we're serious about what we're praying about, and what if we keep coming back to God, not just for two or three days, but what about 40? There's a, it's almost like a posture of insistence. We want God to do something in this situation, so that's what I would say about 40 days.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I haven't warned you about this question. <laughs> but when Jesus was praying for 40 days, Satan had a role to play in that, didn't he? He tempted Jesus in that 40 days. Is there any connection with what we may experience if we dedicate ourselves to praying for that period of time?
1: Yeah, I think I would say that uh, 40 days is really hard. So one day, praying for a day is okay. Praying for two, it's okay as well. But when you're really sticking it out i think that's really where we start to know a bit more about ourselves and even deepen our relationship with with jesus as we as we journey through this together so it can be challenging but i think that element is discipline is not necessarily a bad thing mm. doing something hard is not necessarily bad yeah yeah
0: thank you thanks denny okay uh, you all got your little handouts which have has information about our 40 days of prayer and the different things we're praying for. So what are we praying for? We're praying for unity and vision. We're praying about seeking a new senior minister. We're praying about our strategic plan for the next five years, which is exciting. And our strategic goals are knowing people, embracing authenticity and engaging in our digital community. And for the next three weeks after this one, we'll be fleshing those three strategic plan goals out here at Door of Hope. So there are ways for you to pray. So 6 a.m. every morning on Zoom, and we've got the Zoom details there. You can also join the Facebook page where the links to that Zoom meeting will be. 12 p.m. every day here at Door of Hope in the prayer room. 8pm at night, again on Zoom, so for those uh, connecting with us in our digital community, that's really easy for you to connect with. Uh, Sunday morning at 9 and at 4, and also our Hope Rising event on the 8th of March. So they're the community times, but of course you can pray at any time for these things, and let's be excited about what God is doing. We also want to collect what God is saying over that time, so... Each session will have a facilitator that feeds back to um, door of hope what those things are we're going to put them together they can be anonymous but we want to hear as a community what God's saying over this time if you've got any questions please let me know as I said every day we're praying we're praying even over hope camp which is on the long weekend in March until the 23rd of March so we're excited that you can pray with us Okay, it's Vision Sunday. It's Vision Sunday. And we're starting off our series, our four-week series on vision today. And my job today is to talk on what hasn't changed. I don't know about you, but over these last four years, change is one thing you can count on. Things are changing constantly. And at Door of Hope, over this past six months, there's been some significant changes that we're now praying into in our 40 days of prayer. But there are many things that remain the same, including God's vision for us, which is what? God's vision for us is that he is a good God that's made a good world for his good people to live a good life. That's his vision for us. And as soon as Adam and Eve Realize that they rejected God and their humanness came out. God has been drawing us back to that vision and We've just sung about the fact that Jesus died on the cross to make that entirely possible for us to live that good life now Here and into eternity. That's his vision for us, and it's exciting But as God gathers individual communities like door of hope He inspires us to have our own vision for each community. And what is ours? Ours is to be a door of hope through Jesus Christ in a fragile and uncertain world. And that's been our vision for more than 25 years now. And you know what? It's about as relevant as it's ever been. (laughs) Maybe more relevant this year than it's ever been. It's a fragile and uncertain world, but we have amazing hope in a God that is good and a God that loves us and has a purpose and plan for us. So I have a question for you. Where do you see yourself in that vision? Do you see yourself in that vision? Maybe your answer is no. I don't. Maybe it's your first time here at Door of Hope, your first time watching online. Welcome. That's fine that you don't see yourself in that vision or that you don't agree with it, that's okay. If you've got questions, please ask. Please ask Joe, your online host, in the chat. Come and ask us later. Maybe you're totally sold out to the vision. That's me. I'm excited to be part of a church that has a vision like this. It fills me with excitement about God, what might God do in this city of Launceston and around the world. Maybe you're a bit unconvinced, ambivalent, that's also okay, you're welcome to be here with us. But you might like to think over the next few weeks, where do you see yourself in our vision? My next question is how did Jesus share this vision with the people around him? Because as followers of Jesus, we look to him as the example, don't we, that we wanna follow. How did he share this vision? And to demonstrate, I need some volunteers. We're gonna have a bit of an interactive. So, thank you, Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie is preparing my carefully prepared signage. I need 12 male people, otherwise known as men. So, any 12 men, come on up. Oliver, you can be one. Yeah, I'll volunteer, Oliver. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. Two more. Two more. Eleven. Eleven. Oh, is that enough? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Come on, twelve. 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 Okay. You can hand these out amongst yourselves. Okay. So have you guessed who these twelve men might be? Disciples. Okay. These are our disciples. And I thought maybe. Uh, Can you put yourselves in order as to how you were called? You can give it a whirl. I have a verse here to help you, okay? Oh, Andrew. This is Andrew, everyone, better known as Andy, but that was lovely. Okay, these are the names of the 12 apostles. If you can put yourselves in order without falling off the stage, please don't fall. Okay, Simon, who is called Peter, so Peter is first. And his brother, Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, this is so fun, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Thaddeus. Simon the Zealot, and Judas. Judas is at the end. Look at these men. What a motley crew they are. Okay. So these are the 12 disciples. There were more disciples. What's missing here? Women, yes. They make up half of our population, do they not? So we need some women. First of all, I need three women. I'm gonna, oh, look, they're sitting. Oh. Okay, so these three women. Okay. Okay. You can, you can stand on the side here, because in the day, women were maybe lowly and not thought well of. Okay, so next, next slide, and we'll see who these women are. Jesus traveled, ooh, is that the right one? About the town, in 12, were with him, and also some women, yes. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna. <laughs> she's regretting volunteering now, okay. <laughs> It's all right um, the, the story ends well uh, Joanna the wife of Chusa the manager of Herod's household Susanna and many others these women were helping to support them out of their own means so they supported these guys equal pay people equal pay okay two more women two more women Haley, come on out there's a good woman and one other yep great Nice. So, next one, next slide. We have got some women were watching from a distance. Just go a little bit that way, just a little bit. Okay. (laughs) Among them were Mary Magdalene. Oh, did I? Mary Magdalene over there. Mary, the mother of James, and the younger of Joseph, and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women who had come up with him were in Jerusalem, were also there. So there were other, other women, your other women, okay? Other women and disciples. Right, I need the yellow now. Things, things are getting real. Okay, I'm gonna put this down. So, let's see. So, what do we know about these people? Let's see, what do we know about, oh, who were the fishermen? Who were the fishermen? Yell it out. Is Andrew a fisherman? Also, Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. Okay, so he'd been around for a while. He knew some things. Uh, Peter, fisherman, married, impulsive. Okay, we've got John, son of Zebedee, fisherman, son of thunder. Thunder. That's you, so if you put that underneath... And then we've got James, brother, also son of thunder. Betrayer. Aww. Oh, I know. <laughs> tax collector. Where's Matthew? Oh, Matthew, tax collector. The zealot. Simon. Simon. Zealot. What's a zealot? A zealot was an moder- a, a old-day terrorist. So they were a group of Jews... It's all right, it's all right, the story ends well. Um, a group of Jews who were trying to overthrow the Roman rule. So terrorists, yes. The doubter, Thomas, poor guy. I always feel so bad for Thomas. What a bad rap you get. Okay, so that's some, we don't know much about you. Okay, um, we know that um, Mary Magdalene had seven demons. So yes, cast out of you, so they're gone. Joanna. Married woman of very high status, okay. Rich, influential. And Susanna, all we know about her, rich. We do know that Salome, there's two Salomes in the New Testament. Um, A lot of them would say there's a good one and a bad one. This is the good one, okay. Salome was the mother of who? James and John, okay. These were the two special ones, weren't they? And actually Salome interceded for them and said, Jesus, will my son sit at your left and right? Great mum, great mum, how did that go? Jesus was like, "Mm mm-mm, no, that would be bad for them, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Okay, so these are our disciples. What is a disciple? Someone who follows Jesus, who is an apprentice to Jesus. When do you become a disciple? Well, if we read in these passages, some of these people became a disciple when they said yes to Jesus, they started following him. Maybe some of these guys were still only asking questions, maybe they weren't convinced, maybe they just said yes to joining this community, but they'd said yes from some very interesting places. They interacted with Jesus, they learnt from him, they listened to him. Some of them had lots of experience, some of them absolutely none. And they came from very different political backgrounds. Um, online, who do, you, who do you think you relate to uh, in these disciples? Who connects with you? Maybe you can pop that in the chat. The call to Jesus was the call to join his community. And we see this, these people specific listed As those people he saw them he called some of these people by name he knew who they were and this morning he sees you as well he knows your name online he sees you and he knows your name and what a beautiful thing that we get to have a personal individual relationship with Jesus We are called a child of God. We are adopted into his family. What a beautiful thing. But it's not the full picture, is it? It's not the full picture. Because these guys, Jesus didn't say now, Peter, I'll see you from one to three on Mondays. Uh, Simon, we'll connect on Wednesdays, that'll be our day. Matthew, um, when I bring my taxes, we can have a coffee. No. What did he do? He called them into community. So us having a relationship with Jesus is one true part of the story, but it's not the full story. This was the start of the full story. This is the full story. In Romans 12 verse four it says, for just as each of us has one body with many members, many limbs and organs, and these members do not have the same function. So, in Christ, though many, each one body and each member belongs to all of the others. So, these guys and girls started to experience what it meant to belong to each other, to be in a community. Thank you, guys. You can just put your, or you can take them home as a souvenir, or you could just leave them there. No, leave them here. I need them tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, disciples. Okay, so just as we have a vision, we also have a mission. What was Jesus' mission? What mission did he give to his disciples? To go and make disciples, baptizing them, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. We have a vision and a mission as well, and our mission is, has been the same for about 15 years. Do you know what it is? Being Jesus-centred, others-focused, and doing that together in community. That is our mission. But communities are a weird thing, are they not? This bunch of people was a weird bunch of people. Different skills, different maturity. Imagine, just... Imagine Simon the Zealot, a terrorist who wished to overthrow the Romans, living in community with Matthew the tax collector. See, tax collectors worked for the Romans, worked for the oppressors. So the Jews didn't like the tax collectors, but even more, the Zealots didn't like them. Suddenly, because of Jesus, they were in the same group of people. Amazing, totally opposed political backgrounds different status, the rich and the poor, the influential and the fishermen who weren't influential over anyone. People of different uh, ethnic backgrounds and regions came together in a community. Does it sound familiar at all? So what does a community of Jesus followers look like? And what surprises might we get? So I've got four things to think about. A community of Jesus followers might not be the people you choose. Unfortunately, we don't get to choose the team that we do church with. Some may do that, we don't at Door of Hope. You may not get to choose the people you serve with. Maybe your serving team has some people that you really don't enjoy spending time with, or you don't agree on their life decisions, or you don't agree on their attitude when they show up on a Sunday morning. We don't get to choose, just as these guys and girls didn't choose who was in the team. I'm not sure anyone would have chosen Matthew the tax collector, or Simon the zealot, or Judas the betrayer. Okay, they didn't get to choose. The second one, a community of Jesus followers will not be at the same level of maturity their character may not have developed to a point that you appreciate just yet. We're all at different levels. So Andrew was already a disciple of John the Baptist. He'd been, I guess, uh, under the teaching about God and uh, really filling his heart with things of God for maybe a few years before he connected with this group. He brought Simon, his brother, who became Peter, to the Lord. Different levels of maturity, and different levels of character. The third point is a community of Jesus followers will use what they have to serve one another. We saw this with the women. They brought their resources, which they had plenty of, to be able to care for the group and care for Jesus. They brought their fishing skills. Maybe uh, Andrew had some more, uh, he knew scripture, Whatever they had, they bought. Uh, Salome bought her sons (laughs) and said to Jesus, these can be your two guys. We each get an opportunity to bring something. And the fourth point is the most important, I think. A community of Jesus followers will only have unity through the power of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can do what he did with a group of disciples like that. And can I say, only the Holy Spirit can bring unity to a group of disciples like us. We are a motley crew. We are varying levels of maturity. Sometimes we don't serve well in a team. Sometimes we don't play nicely with others. But the Holy Spirit can unite us. And that's why the top prayer point for our 40 days of prayer is for unity of vision and passion. The Holy Spirit can do that. He can transform each of our lives. We also have some six uh, six key values. They haven't changed much either over the last 25 years. They're pretty much the same. We use less words now. They're less wordy. But any community that forms, if you think of your family as a community, your sporting group, your school, your workplace, they have values, don't they? Now, some of them are very intentional. Like at Worldview, we have four values, community, discipleship, praxis, and diligence. I know them, because we print them on our hoodies so we don't forget. But other values just happen. There's always values, sometimes no one speaks them, but usually people know what they are. At Door of Hope, we wanted to make them really clear. They're kingdom values that are really important to us. Praying, you've seen that. In the 40 days of prayer it's a really high value Um, if that slides there Sarah that can go up our six key values inviting we want to be an inviting church inviting into community at any opportunity connecting knowing people and connecting them to Jesus and to others growing growing both as a community and as individuals in Jesus becoming the people that Jesus wants us to be. Jesus-centered, others-focused together in community, and giving, being generous people, being a generous church, and being generous with all the resources and talents and skills that God has given us. They're our six key values. Our vision, our mission, and our values haven't changed at all because they're based on who Jesus is and his vision for us. So then the question is, how do we do this? How do we do this well? How do we live out our vision? How do we live out the mission of God? How do we emulate those values in our lives? I want to suggest three ways that each of us can do this. Now, the third point applies to all of us, okay? So prepare. The third point's for all of us. The first two points, you might get to choose, okay? So, one, take time to be alone with God. In Luke it says, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. This is an example from the Lord. We see him doing it over and over again and as disciples, he is the example of how to live a good life. Now you might be someone that this is easy for so I'm not going to talk to you. This is someone that's really hard, I'm going to talk to you. For some of us, Being alone is not our favorite space. For some of us, it's distracting and boring and lonely and we don't like it. But we're not at our own, are we? We're with the Father. And if we wanna be disciples of Jesus, we have to be able to start being silent and and alone in his presence. To be Jesus-centered, to be Christ-like, we need to be with him. So today the invitation is, if that's not something you naturally do, if 20 minutes in the chair is so hard, let's find another way, go for a walk, listen to a song, be by yourself and connect with Jesus just as he did. Okay, for the others, the others who love being by themselves and it's so easy and you can be by yourself for days and commune with Jesus and it's amazing. Your invitation is, guess what? Engage in community. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, it says in John. At dawn, he appeared, so he was alone. He appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. He intentionally connected with a community. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But it's vital to be Christ-like, you have to connect with other people because you need them, and guess what? They need you. They do. You are needed by someone. That's how God made community and intended it to be. Invite to community, whatever community you have, whether it's a barbecue in your backyard or whether it is a small group that you're a part of, whether it's Mad Wheels or play group or church like this or just out for a coffee, That's inviting into community. Community is two, but it's also 300, both. Uh, You might remember Joel in his sermon on rest mentioned an uh, author called John Mark Comer. Uh, John Mark Comer has a great podcast on community, and I wanna share two quotes with you about why community and silence and solitude is so important. The first one says this. You can make a strong case that of all the practices of Jesus, Of all the things we could emulate, the two most important are silence and solitude and community, because they are the two containers that hold all of the others. Isn't that a beautiful way to express it? Everything either goes in this bucket or in this bucket, okay? And the two buckets are really important. The second quote is that our best moments of healing, freedom, breakthrough, Experience or encounter with Jesus are either when we are alone with Him in the quiet, or when we are together in community. What's the same? What's the, the um, what's the word? Common denominator? It's intentionality. Being intentionally alone with Jesus. You can sit in your house by yourself. That doesn't mean you're with Jesus in solitude. You can be out with lots of people. That doesn't mean you're in community intentionally. Engaging, And the third one, okay, everyone back now online if you've tuned out because you're a community person or a solo, everyone back. The third one, expect God to use this community for your good and use you for the good of others. Again, my good is not the whole picture. It's only part of the picture. The whole picture is the good of others. You, your family, Launceston, That's what the Holy Spirit does. And he used those disciples. They became missionaries, or martyrs, or teachers, or priests, or the foundation of the whole church, as Peter was described, for the good of others. And centuries later, we're experiencing that goodness from him. So our vision, mission, and values there, the why, what's the how? Strategy. Strategy is the how. How do we do that? And we like to think about it carefully and ask lots of people what they think and do word clouds and come up with three strategic goals. That's what we like to do and that's what we've done. And for the next three weeks, we'll be talking about those goals and we'd really love you to join us for those three Sundays. A lot hasn't changed everyone because God doesn't and his desire and plan for us is the same always. And my heart for you is that if that's the only thing you hear today, that is so awesome. That his desire for you is to live with him, a good God, in a good life. I wanna pray over you a scripture as we finish today. It's a scripture from Colossians. The slides are gonna be on the screen. And I wanna pray this as we move into this 40 days, move into this next season at Door of Hope, because They're such beautiful words. You might like to close your eyes if that's helpful for you. You might like to look at the words. God loves you and has chosen you as his own special people. So be gentle, be kind, humble, meek and patient. Put up with each other and forgive anyone who does you wrong, just as Christ has forgiven you. Love is more important than anything else. It is what ties everything completely together. Each one of you, each one of you online, each one of you is part of the body of Christ and you were chosen to live together in peace. So let the peace that comes from Christ control your thoughts and be grateful, amen.